Welcome to the PR Resolution Podcast. I'm your host, Stella Bales. For any new listeners who don't know what to expect, in each episode, I interview an expert on an emerging area of public relations. I get to the facts, but I leave out the jargon. It's a podcast about marketing, but it's in plain language. No, really, it is. Welcome back to all of my regular listeners too. If any of you have any comments or questions, just tweet me at Stella Bales. And don't forget to subscribe on Spotify and on iTunes, whatever you listen on at the end of the episode. Enjoy. As this episode goes out, we are hours away from Coverage Book 2 launching. So in this episode, I'm catching up with one of my best mates and original founder of Coverage Book, Gary Preston. We talk about our agency pasts, how we met, and the measurement and reporting experiences with our clients that we had that ultimately led to the birth of Coverage Book. Gary shares his aims for the second version of the platform, which is making every PR practitioner almost feel like an accidental analyst, no matter where they are with measurement. He really wants to instill confidence back into reporting. So he talks about the industry measurement as a whole, where we're at, and compares it to his past experience in digital marketing. And he also reveals why he believes some PR software claims of attribution and AI is actually having a negative effect on our industry development with measurement. But he also says that with the right confidence, he believes that digital marketing teams will be coming to us in the PR industry and learning how to be storytelling results all by 2023. I'm super excited for you all to meet him. Here's Gary. This is Gary Preston, um, who is the founder of Coverage Book. But Gary and I have actually worked together for 13 years. So uh, you'll hear a little bit more about that. But as you are listening, Coverage Book 2 has launched. It hasn't at the time of recording, though. So we're like, fingers crossed. Yeah, I hope so. (laughs) Next week, right? Well, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, if you're listening to this now, then yeah, we've launched. Yay. Um, It's it's only been about four four years years. since we first mentioned the idea. So, yeah, super excited. It's been a long time in the making. Uh, I can't wait to share it. Yeah, finally, everyone will be able to add all of their coverage and get metrics of everything. Yes. More, more on that later. Um, but before we do dive into coverage book, I do just want to go back a little bit um, because one of the we had quite a funny meeting when we first met. Um, Gary chucked most of his latte over <laughs> us in our first meeting. You yes. remember that? I, I do remember that, Stella. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a bit embarrassing, actually, isn't it? Um, <laughs> but it's only because I was so excited. So why was you excited? <laughs> I'd been doing SEO for for um, many years, uh, working on SEO. Had I was really into link building, um, and 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 you know back then it was an important part of SEO. But I could definitely see things changing. I was getting a bit bored of um, doing what we were doing with link building. We were we were getting up to it was kind of crazy when I think back. We were. You know, I was working for brands where it just wasn't weird to be spending 10, 15 grand a month on buying, buying links, links back to their website, which which worked yeah. for, for some time. But there was definitely always, it, it felt like, A, this is really boring. This isn't good marketing. And hang on a minute. We're spending 10 to 15 grand on this stuff. Um, 
that doesn't feel authentic in any way. And and actually, for ten or fifteen grand, I'm pretty sure we could be doing something a bit more creative and, mm. and earning that attention. And so, yeah, I looked, I spoke to the founders of the business at the time and said, I think things are, need to change. Um, so it's worth just saying because it, uh, this was uh, our first meeting was actually a job interview um, and it was for an agency called Propellernet, which was a, a search agency. So it did. Yeah. Paid search, so AdWords, Google, Google AdWords, and then and then natural search SEO as well. Yeah. Um, I guess the you know we're growing, uh, things are going well. The the next logical hire would be to hire more SEOs, and I guess the the difference was so we're like actually let's go a bit left field, and um, which, it was it, left field in two thousand eight. Was at it? the time? I mean, I know it's uh, digital PR is huge now, um, but back then the thought of like okay. Let's. Hey, I think the PR industry know quite a lot about earning attention and creating stories, and um, yeah, that's the kind of angle we went down. Put the job ad out. You responded, and then when we met, I think within about five minutes, it was I was like genuinely buzzing from excitement from the from just like our back and forth conversations. We got on really well. Um, and I was just like, holy, holy shit, this is going to be amazing. Because of the opportunity. Just, yeah. It's worth, I, I was interviewed on Paul Sutton's uh, podcast last week, week before. And um, I think that I admitted something quite embarrassing. That I think when I first saw the job, the job spec, or the, the job ads, uh, sorry. And it, I was like, I didn't even know what SEO stood for. I had no idea. But you're looking for somebody who could do PR. That was yeah. me. <laughs> And I think there was the mention of links in coverage, and I couldn't understand why, but it came down with my printed-off portfolio. Still yeah. did that in 2008. And I remember you go, getting more and more excited, turning the page, you go, what about this link here, this Guardian yeah. piece? Did yeah. you pay for that? And I was like, no, it's PR. And then the next one, what about this one on the Telegraph? Did you pay for that? No. I was like, he's... Poor, poor, poor Gary. Do you know what this he means? doesn't so understand what a difference between editorial and advertorial, bless him. This is going to be fine. I can teach you. But I had no idea why you're sexizing. So I think yeah. probably really the second meeting where you explained like the financial impact of... Sure. Of yeah, it's like, yeah, business. you know, Stella, like links are yeah. an important part of your position in natural search. And like, do you realise if you could get that quality of coverage pointing to this website... This website will ne- will start ranking for this keyword, which and thousands of make, people search for. Yeah, and, I can, and, I can, and I can track the revenue. This is going to be insane. Yeah. I was like, um, quick, yeah. we better jump on this because as yeah. soon as P- the PR industry finds out, we'll, we won't have any kind of USP. Quick. Uh, 2008. 2008. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so that was when we met. So... Um, let's let's move forward a bit. So that worked out well for us at Propellernet, didn't it? We did all right. Did all right. Yeah. Did all right. Um, and uh, yeah, if you're thinking about, um, if you're not already counting links and looking at the impact, and you work for a website that maybe has e-commerce, do it. Um, but that's not what we're here to talk about. But I think a big learning for us at that time was um not just the merge of marketing disciplines for like the activation that we were doing but really then how we reported that back to the businesses that we were working with and even just getting them to talk to each other wasn't yeah it? i you know i again you know maybe times have changed a bit now but yeah the notion that you would hire an seo agency um, and then be given remit to do this, what we were calling more like creative link building, authentic link building at the time, oh, yeah. because that's that's how we were positioning it to the SEO people. But then we were like, but this is kind of PR, right? And then the minute 
the PR departments in these bigger brands were getting wind of that. Um, just like, hang on, who are these? What? Well, yeah, they did the put SEO a guys. They, they put a stop yeah. to it sometimes. Yeah, they did put it? a stop to it. So we which spent... rightly so because yeah, we hadn't pitched and to the absolutely. PR team. We'd pitched to the digital marketing team. Yeah. We did win them over eventually, but it was the well. Is that process of winning them over? That was you know I think that was probably ended up being. 80% of our job was um, mm. was change management really mm. like less than the, the other the, our teams were doing the creative and the, and the actual work and we were kind of meeting heads of PR directors of PR heads of SEO getting them to talk to each other and looking for, for shared language and actually sort of attempting to you know uh, don't shoot me for using the word silos <laughs> I've said it now <laughs> break down the silos sorry it really uh, was though I hate myself for saying that um, but we were. How many times think Jack Hubbard said that at uh, that time? I don't know. <laughs> but a big part of that was, you know, you know, my background was digital marketing. We used to turn up to meetings, you know, with tons of numbers and stats and Excel spreadsheets, and we we're trying to articulate some of the potential impact to um, other digital PR marketers. You're sort of used to speaking in that language, but when you begin to sort of uh, begin to talk to other departments and try and articulate things and then see it from their perspective and understand how they report then it was like okay um, actually we're not being particularly clear about what we're saying we are literally just spewing out random stuff and it doesn't actually make a lot of sense so like how do we how do we simplify for everybody's benefit Um, and, and definitely for me it was a bit of a glimpse into a world of like Wow, these 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 people are really good at um, mm. <laughs> communicating, um, like what they're about, what they're doing. Um, the but maybe maybe less confident with the data. But um, there was definitely uh, that's I guess that's where it uh, mm. peaked peaked my my interest in in, in that. So I can remember, um, and I, I'm I'm going to mention uh, somebody now. Um, Tanya Littlehouse at uh, Marks and Spencers when we worked uh, with those guys. I remember Tanya actually being really, really challenging, but taught us so much in how to really get to the point of our of what our objective was and and how we were reporting it. And then yeah. she, you know, at the beginning was like, "What? Why are you doing PR for M and S? Don't get this because the departments and uh, you know, big love to M and S. They're incredible. What the, the marketing team are incredible. At that time, they hadn't been working together that much yeah. uh, before. And uh, Tanya ended up being um, a real advocate for this kind of um, SEO. But it took a while for us to really sort of get. We couldn't use just basically we couldn't use the same report for everybody. No, could we? That yeah, was the we point. Ju- we, yeah, we changed how how we were speaking it and it. And it certainly, um, you know, it certainly wasn't coming from a place of like dumbing things down. It was actually adding clarity mm. and simplicity and stop stopping like, you know, jargon was, you know, we were from a background where we were, I think we were using like technology like DC Storm at the time. It was super advanced attribution tech and it was great, really intimidating. And even in our well-versed digital agency, about two people knew roughly how to use probably about ten percent of what that tool could do, um, and and so much of so much of that still stuff. the biggest mystery of, oh, of marketing. So, yeah, it's um, but but you know it was it was great because you couldn't you know it was just about reducing waffle and then finding out actually you yeah, know yeah, we were you know just trying to break our own habits of waffling. It's like, oh god, we're not talking. We're we're at a different level now. We're having to talk to you know cmos and the heads of pr and actually these are serious people and we need to um 
and and for our work to be taken seriously we need to elevate how we're communicating and 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 yeah, learning about the types of reports that, uh, you know, even a coverage report. What's a coverage yeah, report? Yeah, well, I remember um, actually you sort of looking, because the reports that you're talking about so far were, yeah, traffic data, positions, revenue from various keywords, and revenue potential models that you were building. These are the kind of reports that you're talking about. And then you would walk past my team and see... Everyone there <laughs> copying and pasting images into PowerPoint. Yeah. And you were like, why are you doing that? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I couldn't understand yeah. why we were wasting so much time doing it. I was like, it's necessary. We have to do this as well. Yeah. yeah. Bless that team though as well because they had, um, as we've already mentioned, we had, to, we had so many different people that were reporting into for all of our different clients. They had to go and collect lots of different metrics as well. It's like monthly traffic for different sites domain authority and yeah. Uh, yeah whether the links were followed or no follows and copying and pasting all of that into into powerpoint yeah you were like why are they doing that yeah, <laughs> is that a start a, maybe yeah <laughs> a bit yeah a bit of a start um you know the the reports made sense i began to learn about also the power of the visuals behind those reports reports you know rather than just sharing reams of like spreadsheet rows with people that just never got picked up actually you know a well compiled uh report with visuals in there it's just beginning to see uh, some sense of that and, and yeah i guess we started to innovate a little bit there and 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 yeah yeah the first our first little baby step into software i guess was um i think we can automate this for us we yeah. can do that that seems like a bit of a a waste not a waste of time that's not the point no. it's never a waste of time never a waste it was an amazing use of time but something you know we could we we had plenty to do right we we're we're a big agency we're we were busy pitching yeah so let's, let's go back to yeah. that then so we we started off in 2008 it was the first time we met and then it all went really well i mean it did go well without blowing our agency trumpet i'm going to it did do really well we went from a tiny agency um that was above a shop <laughs> it doesn't matter about location but we was when we we both come from london and we london agencies yeah. and then we joined there and we're like oh right okay but it then grew into i think it was 50 strong employees but better than that we were winning really amazing clients and that approach that seo pr pr approach slash digital PR, if you want to call it that. I refuse to call it that. Um, it did it really help. We were getting, the retainers were huge, much bigger than I'd ever experienced in PR. And the the agency revenue grew by about 85% from, from that kind of approach. So that was all going well. So question, can you remember when you first raised, <laughs> let's try building some software? <laughs> because things are going well. Yeah, um, I think, yeah. Why change? Yeah, I think it was around um, 2013. Well, I, I don't know. For me, I'd been doing consulting for a long time. The business was going well. We had an amazing leadership team in place um, that, were, that were running the business well. And uh, for me, I was, you know, um, I feeling like a spare part, but just like, you know what? That was cool. That was a really fun journey. We've, we've, I felt like we'd done something quite different as an SEO agency. It was kind of paying off. It was working. But for me personally... Um, and for the business, I guess we were like, okay, what next? Um, and and it, and it felt like the normal the normal path for an agency would be, oh, what next is you continue to grow or like you know we had customers saying, yeah, we want what you do, but um, we've got branches in in Australia. Like, could you do the same in Australia? And we were like, 
okay, well, let's go and explore, like maybe getting an Australian MD. And, 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 and yeah, for me personally, that, that wasn't super exciting. Um, I, I really enjoyed like enjoyed the, the research though, didn't you? Uh, yeah, we enjoyed it. Yeah, it was a, yeah, it was a fun <laughs> trip, just to, go and, trip. <laughs> just to go and just to go and explore it. But yeah, I, mean, I guess ultimately, I was interested in um, doing something a bit different, and 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 yeah, the 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 sort of the, some of the experimental work we were doing with like tinkering with software. Software wasn't my background. I was definitely into building useful things. That was beginning to come more into my mentality for link building and content creation work on behalf of clients so I was like you know I'm loving this digital PR work but actually you know having to pitch for every link is didn't feel super exciting to me either once you've been doing it for a while and I was like yeah but like what's the hang on I can see examples out there where people are just building really useful things and like widgets and content and and like yeah it might need a bit of initial promotion but after that mm. it's it's earning this attention and that that was really appealing to me and so I was trying to introduce that to some of our clients um, and what I realized was I didn't know how to make things it wasn't my world I was I was clashing in not clashing but just had no idea about the process I'd work with developers and SEO but not making things I'd work with designers, but not on making things. And so, yeah, it was just piquing my curiosity. And then I guess that aligned with, um, yeah, what do we do next as a whole business? And it was like, yeah, profitable agency, but um, yeah, what next? And luckily, um, yeah, just kind of put the idea out to the other co-owners that maybe like we grow as a business, not by scaling the agency, but by doing something totally different. Um, uh, and, and I convinced them to... Um, invest some of the profit from the agency into a, a, a software a software startup within the business i guess mm. um so i guess yeah. that's the, the software startup and 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 invest in invest in the money so we we know that a lot of agencies have especially in recent years have built tools that they use um internally within their teams and 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 share that with their with their clients yeah. was was that was that the vision or was or was coverage book as it is today two thousand seven hundred customers I think we've got today was that the vision um, what was the pitch oh man I mean this is a whole other podcast about the, the you know the origin of this stuff it really it really is um, um, and it, and it could be a good thing to talk about I think it'd be a great yeah. it would be a great story to share for anyone that is is like curious about this stuff but the long story short on that is. Um, no, like I set out, I set out to do something crazily different. Um, you know, we we figured out how to sell consulting at a high day rate. We felt like that side of the business was good. I was curious about making something, um, you know, where you could make money while you sleep. Was the sort of, you know, just like oh, it'd be great to not be overly reliant mm. on the the five big clients who could just serve you notice and yeah. you know the feast famine of the agency world which is you know awesome to be in but it can feel like that feast mm. sometimes it's great sometimes it's really bad i'd live that world i wanted to try something different where it's like okay the opposite model to that is um what if you could build something so useful that i didn't have to go and pitch it i used to love pitching but i didn't want to have to do that with this thing um i didn't want to have to sell it we had to build something useful enough um i hoped that uh yeah it would just solve something for for somebody yeah. and, I, and i guess that's where we that's where we started and, and i guess the idea was yeah if you could get enough people maybe paying a small amount for something that was valuable to them 
uh, on a subscription on a subscription model, and, and that's kind of where we started. Mm. Uh, and it was a mental journey. I think that that was where I I, I joined in the journey uh, around that time because I know that you were exploring different. Um, different problem solves and different technology um again this is probably another episode probably got a series popping up here but there was something before coverage book called perfect fit yeah yeah can we explain what that was in (laughs) very very briefly in one line (laughs) yeah uh yeah i mean you know there wasn't just one software idea that we're tinkering with we had about six you know which was yeah we had about six ideas for a software business one of them was perfect fit we did a lot we were doing a lot of like fashion influencer work at the time um but but really yeah it was just, it was a influencer crm yeah because all of super our, useful our yeah, team, all, i mean yeah the pr team were using it and they loved it and um yeah it, and, and other some some other pr agencies did use it and they loved it too but it was that thing of we needed to go and pitch it and explain it and onboard people yeah 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 i guess you know the theory was is that uh yeah yeah, we were fortunate. We we got ourselves into a position of getting ten agencies to use Perfect Fit PR agencies. They're like really cool. And the theory was, if you switch away from like tracking your leads and stuff in the spreadsheets that you're doing right now in this one system, ultimately it will be good for you. And like you know, the the language in the software world is like, yeah, it's like a like a vitamin. You're sort of like, you know what, this will be good for you if you do this in time. It will be good for you. Um, but what we found, you know, we're working on this for about eight, eight, nine months. And then we ended up building a little, a few little reporting features on the, on, on the, on the side of a little feature called coverage book. Yeah. And and actually one little (laughs) drop down menu was called a coverage book. And, um, yeah, I think it took a, took a little while for the penny to drop, but like when we were in a few meetings and, and it was just like, you could see everyone falling asleep, like at the CRM (laughs) bit, it's just like, oh really, this is so dull. Um, you know why am I here and then the minute we brought up the oh yeah and when you reach the end of the campaign we've got this thing called um, yeah here's a cover, automated coverage report and everyone just sat forward on the desk and was and we're it's like it's going to save oh, me weeks so you're gonna, yeah, and we we're like yeah yeah it's just a little side feature yeah. it's, 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 it's not a big deal it's just this little thing and everyone just you could just see and um yeah, bringing back to the drug analogy, like, you know, vitamins to this, this was the painkiller you yeah. could tell it's just like oh my god everyone's uh, and it still took it still took a while for that really to sink in but yeah the the um the yeah long story short was like we basically we did we pretty much deleted the whole product of perfect fit and just went you know what i think it's a coverage book could be the thing so ne- we never intended to set out to build coverage book but we did it was one little feature of a bigger product but uh turns out turns out there's enough things to be uh, thinking about with measurement insights evaluation to keep us busy since where did we launch 2014 <laughs> um and which is you know bringing it back to coverage book too it's mental like the whole journey of coverage book has been crazy we've got to speak to from freelancers to some of the biggest pr teams in the world for the last four or five years and like you know what what a journey this podcast is brought to you by coverage book the tool that creates beautifully designed reports with credible metrics you can be proud of head to coveragebook.com for your free trial it's been incredible um and we've learned so much uh, from from teams that just had no confidence in their measurement through to teams that are just on another level if if you think about it as a ruler of a spectrum of where you are on your measurement journey and it's like from like 
you know, just having any numbers is incredible through to people that are just on another level evaluating marketing, mm. mixed modeling, you know, you know, Jane, the James, James Alexander, the, the James Alexander world. from the SEO, <laughs> you know, just, you know, uh, just doing some incredible work. Yeah. Um, and it's like, okay, how do we, how do we think about this product? So it, it we encourage as many people as possible to come in and, and take that first step in, um, measurement i guess um and then how do we through education and through the product like nudge nudge people forward and like you know in a, in a, in a welcoming way it's just like take a step this may not be like the best you may not you're not going to buy this product and then overnight become like you know be winning amec awards for evaluation it's just like that's not the that was never the idea this was about getting as many people interested and 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 being not scared of it actually because so many you know this whole world can be so intimidating like ai attribution it's like jesus christ like i've lived in this world for ages i find it really intimidating and i think we yeah and you're, we probably a, you're the data this. guy <laughs> but we share this like yeah we're just like oh really just can you just say that again in 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 plain English? Yeah. Please? Well, I think that they're just yeah. going go, go back. I think that's we we've worked together for a long time, and I feel like that we've had such a good working relationship because you made it comfortable for me to say right at the beginning, "That's great." Can you just explain it again as if I'm three years old? Yeah. <laughs> and we were able to then learn. I was able to learn a lot from you, but we were able to just. Just talk to each other and learn yeah. each other's different worlds, and then bring those worlds together to yeah. then be able to get to where we are now. And I think that that's just like that's the, that's the crux of all of this, right? Just being able to be comfortable to put your hand up, say, "I don't get that." Can we just can we just go back again and yeah. um, and not try and bamboozle people? Yeah. You mentioned um, AI then, and yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. and uh, big data measurement, so. Coverage Book doesn't have AI. No, no. <laughs> Coverage Book 2, I should say. No, not yet. Not yet. Um, you know, the bit... I mean, I see I see that. You know, I see this stuff. And, and especially around data and measurement tools. And, my, you know, my, my fear for some of it is is that... Well, there's a, there's a few things, really. There's, there's, there's a... Definitely a thing within PR measurement that actually... Um, I believe, anyway, that... Uh, Humans, humans matter, right? We can tell st- humans know how to tell stories. Um, you, you, it, it's you got to place trust in in people. There are basics that you can cover with, with technology for sure, and like you know, that's always been a hopefully a bit of a defining factor of the product. It's like it's simple. It's simple for a reason. Like um, it does basic things for you to give you back time, so you can you know have that time to look and 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 maybe you know be able to uh communicate the impact of that mm-hmm. work on your own in, in a way that uh i'm afraid like ai as it stands right now it's never going to be able to do no. so um you know that's that's always been the motivation so yeah i mean it's always a bit of a running joke when we see you know we'll see a few headlines of um other tools not necessarily in our space that might push that side and it's kind of a bit like yeah, bullshit. Um, or well, the PR just like, attribution claim. Yeah. yeah, it's just like yeah, that's yeah. It sounds amazing, and I'm sure when the the sales team rock up, you know, we don't have a sales team, so we don't have that. I love the fact that we don't have a sales team. Mm. It's like the product is it's either you come into the shop, it either works for you or it doesn't work. 
and, and then and, you can and like, leave. And like, probably to the. <laughs> and you can leave that shop yeah, at any time. We don't it. make you stay there for a oh, year. And like you know, some of the, some of the best conversations I have on support, are like you know what, if you're looking for that, that is not us. Yeah, it's not us. You should really go and use that tool and that tool mm. and that tool. And I love those conversations because it's like. You know, we don't. We know. We, you know, we're not setting out to like build a tool for everyone. We're build, we, We're building a, a biz, You know, a business and a tool that's helpful for the people that need this tool. Yeah. Uh, so, like some of those claims, AI. I think I fear a little bit that all it does is it kind of puts off people, and there's maybe a, a tiny bubble of measurement PR geeks of which we are probably in that circle. Um, that that are like, yeah, it's quite interesting. Quite curious about that. But the bulk of the industry are just like, oh my god, yeah. this is putting me off. I'm actually put off. Like, how do I, uh, how do I make this happen within my business without, you know? I, I just so let's can't, talk can't. about those. Let's talk about those people then. So um, you said that Courage Book Two will be saving people time, so they have they have more time to do more analysis. So yeah. do you believe that PR practitioners who are doing the activation should be doing the PR evaluation because? We have seen more agencies starting to build out and you know, data specialists, analysts are being hired who maybe aren't from a PR background. What's your take yeah. on that? Um, <laughs> it, I mean, it sort of depends, right? I mean, I think, I think we've got the benefit of um, serving that luckily, and like, thank you, thousands of PR professionals in the world now. So um, yes, maybe if you're working for a big brand, having the ability and the team and having dedicated analysts to evaluate your work as a separate function to audit is what what competitors oh and what a dream what a dream scenario but like when we got a bulk of customers that are like yeah it's the md making the coverage report or it's the you know it's a it's a really smart team of two or three people and it's like yeah yeah and yeah i think i think um you know you think the service these people go oh, you really need to be working in this way it's like yeah i think they know I think they know, but they're busy. They're very busy people. Um, so, I, yeah, my view on it is like, uh, yeah, can we, yeah, can we help mm-hmm. as many people take the first step? The thing I'm in, uh, the thing I'm most excited about with coverage book two is that, um, yeah, I think the the platform in a way is set up so if more people are willing to take that step it is there for them so and you know you've seen the roadmap of where of of some of the things that we're looking at doing we're looking to simplify your first steps into analysis and then if you want to move on a bit further then you can if you want to start using the tool for for evaluation then that's the direction we're Mm. going in and that's the difference between one and two right so Um, without going into sort of technical detail, coverage, the original coverage book was built on a campaign slash report basis, wasn't it? And now it's like per item. So we can really get that analysis of, of each coverage item, right? Yeah, that's it. Um, you know, uh, I'm geeking out a little bit over the new coverage vault for you and I'm just like... Do you want to explain quickly what the coverage vault is? Oh, it's just, uh, I mean, yeah, basically when you're adding adding coverage into books... Um, and you can add coverage into sections now within. Oh, what's so special books. about so, sections? What's, what, <laughs> what's, what's interesting? Sorry, I'm as excited no, as you about I mean, sections. I mean, what's interesting about sections is that people naturally present present their reports in to sections, right? Yeah, no shit. Um, but 
the 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 interesting thing about too is that when you're putting coverage into sections actually behind the scenes we're organizing all of the coverage data behind that to be ready to present interesting things back to you which you may then choose to share with like key stakeholders so um like the term that we like um we're throwing around is like the accidental analyst like people are you know you're you're looking to showcase your work and going, hang on, I'm going to divide my work in this way. Like, I'm going to call this section this, this section that. And you're sort of, actually what you're doing is segmenting your coverage behind the scenes. But no one would ever use that word. It's like, you're doing some really interesting, like, segmentation there. In Coverage Book 1, we weren't set up to, the data model wasn't really set up for that. You couldn't get the totals. No, you can get the totals by sections and things like that. Whereas in 2... We are, yeah, we've And what we mean to, uh, by totals for anyone who hasn't used Coverage Book, it's not total items of coverage. We're talking about the metrics. So it's like, you know, the total estimated views for all of those pieces of coverage that were within media relations section or yeah. the yeah. or that were in the UK section or the US section. So, and, and as Gary said, it just brings out those highlights, those insights without really having to download it try it too hard yeah that's it I mean you know yeah and just back to that coverage vault section you know that you know we've got a lot of um, you know really you know an account director should be able to come and go right I just want to look at this client and say can I just quickly see all the highlights for the whole year and just be able to tick a box and go yep that and then just make a, make a quick report out of it or like uh, if you're in an agency or on the days going you know, uh, heading off to a pitch, and it's just like I need examples of like some of the, some good stuff. And it's just Literally like the laptop on your lap in the in the back of the. I used to, cab. yeah. Do you remember running for trades and just like <laughs> carrying the, the laptop, laptop open? <laughs> I know. Um, so, but that was but that uh, was yeah. the thing. I mean, I've just felt so lucky to be sat next to you or Rick Turner, for example, and just being like, because that's the thing that I knew that we need what kind of story, especially if we were going to meet the BRD, I knew what story we needed to tell, but it would have been so difficult for me at that time to just quickly go through the data and just find that killer stat. What do you mean you don't know how to do (laughs) a pivot table, Stella? Come on. (laughs) I remember, I read the shout out to Rick, actually. Rick Turner was um, SEO consultant at Propellernet. We remember working um, on Westfield together and it was lucky that we all get on well as as a two. But yeah, I remember saying, you know what would be amazing? If we could really just prove that we made that campaign name that spring summer collection that they put on that catwalk really well known and he was like what about this that more people searched for that particular campaign name than anything else in this amount of time i was like bingo that's amazing yeah. like just be able to go oh, what if we could just do because i knew the story we needs to tell but just having somebody who could just go go and find it that's that's the bit isn't it of like how an analyst and a storyteller can work yeah and it's just being able to bridge that gap, I suppose, for PR, isn't it? Yeah, there's been, you know, we've got a lot of, you know, I'm, I can't wait to, like, share that. For me, you know, cover, it seems even weird saying it because it's, a, you know, this coverage book has been an awesome business for so long now. It's been great. You know, we're, we're really enjoying working on it. Um, but like the, it's weird. This is happening because we had the idea of coverage book too, like four years ago. So you know, it's just like, <gasps> and finally, but what's even better is that the whole team you get the vibe that we're like, ah, it's like coverage book one was just the 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 prototype, you know, um, and it sort of was in the way. It's just like we've learned so much, you know. You know, I, it, 
it took me ages to even give up doing customer support. I love doing customer support. Still do uh, it. I still do it. Um, you if know. you're ever in coverage books, just make sure you send some questions through on a Thursday because it's always us. <laughs> David's amazing. <laughs> David's our head of customer support. It's absolutely incredible. We, uh, we, we don't just help out here. We just love chatting to people because I thought, even though I'd been in public relations since I was 18, I thought I had a pretty good grasp on what was going on in the industry and everyone's challenges, but... My God, no, there's so many different oh, no, verticals, different challenges, different, yeah, different places where people are in their measurement knowledge and um, and then add in different countries to that as well. Yeah. It's just never ending, isn't oh, it? It's a real, it's a real like privileged position to be in, you know, um, and, and so I think we take it, um, you know, and we don't take that lightly. So, you know, I've got a lot of uh, respect for the, for the jobs that people do. Um, and and you know, in our own small little way, I hope we're you know for the people that use the tool, we're helping. And if not, you know, definitely, you know, I've said before, like we're our own worst critic on on coverage. But one night, I'm like, oh, really? You can't do this. We use this. We use the tool ourselves. I'm like, I hate that we can't do this. This is really annoying. <laughs> um, and so, I think two is going to be a big step forwards. You know, genuinely like. Oh, I love it. You know, this is going to be great. We've got sections. But, um, we've got social metrics. Oh, yeah, we've got all these cool <laughs> things. You know, views for social posts. I, I've been geeking out on the estimated views formulas and reading all these oh, yeah. uh, papers. On you can geek uh, out on that. It's good, yeah. but it's but it's all good. But I'm geeking out just to I hope, hopefully um, simplify. Uh, is always the aim. So yeah, I can't can't wait for some of the stuff that's coming up. Um, and I think the whole team are just excited about mm. the next. The next, like, God, yeah. how many years has it been? Like, as version one, we're all in it. We're all in it for the long haul, right? That's how we've always operated. Still independent, wicked team. Love our team. So proud of what they've done. So just can't wait to share yeah. it. And I hope, I hope, um, if you're a coverage book user, I hope you like it. <laughs> <laughs> just, uh, oh. just tweet Gary, Gary D. Preston. And if not, yeah, just I'll, I'll be on the other end of customer support. I, and I genuinely mean that. I, um, we, you know, we have been for years, and uh, uh, will continue to be. Um, yeah, we uh, really genuinely want to hear Gary. Before we're coming to an end now, this chat, but I do feel like I want to do these regularly now. It's been a long time coming us having a podcast chat, but before I let you go, I'm just really keen to just because you came into the the PR world properly around I don't know, yeah, oh how long ago? I don't know, twelve years ago, something like that. So you've and you've said that you've learned a lot looking into the future, and this isn't just about coverage, but just generally with PR measurement but also based on your experience of marketing measurement where do you see things going who who's 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 good at measurement is it is it going to be the digital marketers with the with the hard data where's pr going to be placed in this it's a good good question um i i i'm hoping i'm hoping we're getting over this now but there just seems to be a bit of an endemic lack of confidence is what what comes across which is totally unfounded. Like there's, um, I, and I say lack of confidence from from the PR industry in their attitude to measurement, and you know a bit of an inferiority complex actually. And I, and I hope we haven't. Contrib- I don't think we've contributed to that. I hope not. And I want to do everything that we can to to get rid of that because actually, I mean, some when every person um, that I've ever spoke to in the in the PR world that's curious about measurement. It's actually they're just asking really good questions that I think in other teams they 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 can almost get away with not having to think about because of their access to all these data points. I mean, mm. if you logged into like 
you know, I, I, do, I do like social advertising. <laughs> I still, I still do AdWords, and I'm literally drowning in data. Yeah, and it's just like, yeah, it's wow. Horrible. And I've been on, you know, we've hired a few, um, even little freelancers and agencies on the side to help us with some of that stuff sometimes. And it's like, please don't bamboozle me with like all these numbers. I, I know, and I think in the past I would have been like accepting of that and lived in that environment. And so I think, I think a bit of my prediction is that actually we'll continue to see an increase in confidence and mm. like, um, and, 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 and maybe we can begin to see some of like the, the expertise and, um, in, in storytelling maybe yeah. come, come through into, into how people talk about the success of their campaigns. And I guess, you know, I've seen, I've, I've heard you talk in the past about being sat, um, you know, the or- your superhero origin story of like being in sat in, in a meeting and seeing the digital crowd rock up with all their numbers and being a bit like, oh, this is this is cool. And actually, I think it'd be pretty amazing if um, in 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 a few years time, somebody from the digital digital PR team is sat there going, oh man, we are waffling. Like we use way too much jargon. And this PR team is really leading the way in how they talk about measurement and mm. and maybe act as a bit of an inspiration for other mm. teams. And I can definitely... Um, Get to the point of how the objective has been met. And I think that yeah. PR teams are, you know, when you look at awards being won, award season seems at the moment, and yeah, just getting to that point of what it achieved to, for a business. Because PR is doing that. It just has to have a little bit more backing with a, little, with a few more numbers. But that, that storytelling in the success, yeah. absolutely nail it I in can, the PR I can, industry. I can see that. I, you know, I, can, I hope that happens. I hope we can help contribute towards that. I can definitely see, um, you know, hopefully we'll be continuing to teach. Aside from the product, you know, that's always been a big part of what we're about. It's like, I'm happy to... T- you know, we should we should be teaching more, really, um, and, and I'm all up for that. Um, but equally, hopefully, you know, the, the the vision of the product is to continue to do that, like help people showcase the great work that they're doing and give them the confidence to talk about it and share it, um, and not worry. And you know, in so much of the new product, we're thinking about the end report readers too, and it's like we've had so many thoughts and discussions about that, interviewed end report readers, and it's like. How do you receive these reports? How do we simplify this? Because there's nothing worse than going, here's a new shiny report is it on an agency side and going, I've got to go and explain all this now. Yeah. Um, so that's been that's, one of the biggest pieces of feedback, actually, of the yeah. pe- some of the people who have had a sneak peek so far before launch is like, oh, wow, I can use that format for the MD, that yeah. format for the PR team, and that format for the digital marketing director. Yeah. Uh, because we have just got all, that switch. Just all confidence building, yeah. you know. It's all around, you know, what, you know, the definition. Just say what it is. What does that number mean? G- give it some context. So what? <laughs> so what? So, so what? Like, um, is that number any good? And so, like... So I, what? So what? Yeah, and so, uh, so some of the things that, you know, we'll be introducing is, like, to help answer that give you more confidence so this is never about like doing it all for you this isn't ai multi-attribution yada 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 it's about just sim- simplifying and that's mm. uh hopefully you know let people be the judge of it yeah um so yeah we'll see but like yeah excited well 
nervous. Um, that's it. Super nervous. We'll, we'll be we'll, the uh, feedback by now will be flooding in as this podcast goes out. <laughs> Gary, thank you so much for joining me for the first time on the PR Resolution Podcast. I've absolutely loved it. That was the PR Resolution Podcast. If you want to learn more about emerging areas of PR, join the PR Resolution and head to blog.coveragebook.com. Stay in touch by following me on Twitter at Stella Bales and make sure you subscribe to the series to get the next episode.